At the end of civilization, humanity struggles to survive. Will they also succeed in keeping their humanity alive? Fleeing across a landscape of death, survivors will gather. Some will know each other and some will be strangers, but together they must find some sense of family or they will assuredly find ruin alone. A world of perpetual grays where staying alive eclipses all notions of morality. Or does it? Can people keep looking into the abyss and learn to ignore its baleful gaze back? Can hope for normalcy be retained or is death just the order of the day? Will humanity rebuild or simply become the monsters they fight until monsters are all that's left? At the end of civilization, will humanity be able to live for a brighter future, or will they only learn to fear the walking dead? Two, two, three. Hi, welcome to Fear the Walking Dead cast, and we are continuing our coverage of the Walking Dead flagship show, I guess it would be called. And we are at Season 7, Episode 2, and the title of the episode is called The Well. I'm Scott McGregor, one of your regular co-hosts, and I'm joined with uh, all my regular co-hosts, who are Mike Zumo, Serotonin, Brian Hughes, and Beth Hughes. Hello. Rotating co-hosts. I actually clipped off the part of our outro there that uh, that named just me, Beth, and Brian, because the rest of y'all showing up so much that we're just all owners of this thing at this point. As far as I'm concerned, so it works for me. Uh, so we'll get into a little recap here. Uh, nice to see a, a, an episode where none of our friends' heads were bashed in with a baseball bat. So that's a plus right off the beginning. Spoilers: nobody bad dies or nobody good dies. Does anybody die? Uh, a couple walkers here or there. Uh, they don't care. Yeah, they they die all the time. They, they, they sheared him off. They did some pigs. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there were some pretty good zombie kills this week. That, that's for sure. Yeah, the, the one from the horse oh, the bed split in half. That was epic. that was awesome. Yeah, they, they never ceased to to surprise us with those. Good on you, Greg Nicotero. That's what they called it on Walking Dead. Why the long face yep. walker? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll get my uh, yeah, little sorry. recap going here, which uh, is way too long as usual, but should flow pretty easily because not a lot happened, um, but we did get to meet some significant people. We open with injured Carol being wheeled along by Morgan, and she's in and out of consciousness, and she wakes up to Morgan and some uh, new friends of his fighting walkers. And she tries to run off. She starts seeing some fevered visions of the walkers kind of becoming real people just before they fall. Um, and uh, some people on horseback join the battle. Presumably, I was thinking maybe the uh, the people that she was seeing, you know, when they were flashing into real people represented maybe people she's killed herself. Uh, but I couldn't really confirm that any of them were her actual victims. But uh, Morgan? Uh, no. No. But fun fact, they filmed those scenes with twins. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that was yeah. neat. Yep. Morgan is uh, marking the way back to Alexandria, presumably, as they travel with the people on horses. And later, Carol wakes up in a bed, and Morgan tells her that she's been out for about two days. He takes her in a wheelchair to meet the leader of this compound, which seems to be a thriving community with gardening, uh, schools going on, livestock, all the comforts of home. And Morgan tells her it's called the Kingdom, and he's taking her to meet King Ezekiel at last. And Carol is nervous about what Morgan might have told them about, uh, you know, the other groups and stuff. And we are introduced to Ezekiel and Shiva in all their significant glory. And we roll. Now, come on, you guys. You know it was fucking epic that he's sitting up there. And (laughs) Carol, Carol, with all her wisdom, just has to laugh at it. I mean, seriously. I think I would have done the same thing she did. 
definitely. I, I imagine a lot of people have over over the months and, and years that have met Ezekiel because it's just he's just ridiculous in the yeah, best but way you possible. know what though? If you, have, if you have a tiger that exactly. attacks next to you, I'll call you whatever you want. You can be yeah, exactly. You know, uh, you can be whoever king of Siam if you want whatever uh, who's going to argue with you <laughs> maybe behind your back we also meet Jerry the new uh, doom star of the apocalypse because he's just so friendly and happy and cool that he's he's got to die within an episode or two I imagine it's fruit time yeah yeah it's fruit time <laughs> Ezekiel speaks like he's at a run fair and she's obviously just kind of dumbstruck. Carol puts on her best mousy housewife act and smiles and tries to act friendly. And you know, Jerry offers fruit, but she politely refuses. And um, Ezekiel gives some flowery speech about pomegranates. Why not? Once out of his court, Carol basically goes to Morgan, What the fuck did I just see? <laughs> and, <laughs> and she says she can't be here, uh, upset at the absurdity of it all. She tells Morgan that she's gone as soon as she gets the chance, and there's nothing he can do about it. Morgan accompanies Ezekiel on a hunting trip to go gather some wild pigs that they herd into a room with walkers uh, so the pigs can munch on. Daniel explains, or not Daniel, I think it's actually Richard. Uh, Richard, I believe it yeah, was. Explains that he wants their uh, bellies full of rot. And we don't get any more explanation at that point. A small herd starts coming for the hunters, and the king tells young Ben, probably also doomed because he's a good character, uh, that it's his turn to dispatch one of them, which he almost fails miserably. And Morgan is told that he's not to tell anyone in the kingdom about any of it. People are way trusting. A couple times in this episode, you know, Ezekiel's like, don't tell anybody about this, people that I just met and have no reason to trust yet. Uh, so maybe a little, you know, chink in the armor there of uh, Ezekiel. But wasn't feelings. it an impression that he knew, he knew um, Morgan? No, only for the couple days that he oh, been Only for the two days he was yeah. there. No. Yeah. no, but he mentioned something about him coming back. You came back. Who? I missed that. There was something about a reason why Ezekiel wanted Morgan around. Yeah. Exactly. So but it made me wonder, uh, well, why did he say he came back? Yeah, I, I didn't catch that, but I literally just watched it again minutes ago. But I didn't. You could be right. Um, that would be intriguing. Because that would I also explain him trusting him a little more, because I thought that was ex- kind of stupid. But. Exactly. That's why I was thinking, well, okay, so he already knew him from somewhere at some yeah, point. I, I got the idea that he just was impressed. Or maybe with it's something about Morgan's skills. killing yeah. code or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, I, more that he, he saw him shoot down a savior without hesitation. He's like, this might be the kind of guy we want around. Yeah. Because I thought it was quite odd that he would trust... A guy who just came into camp with a woman and, you know, and you're going to trust him right away and ask him to come help you. Yeah, I did too. I'll have to go back and watch the beginning of that. Uh, where are we? Small herd starts coming. Oh, Ben, all right, did that. Um, Ezekiel spouts some flowery language at the walkers, because that's always going to do some good, and they drive off. Of course, he was doing it more for, you know, the benefit of his subjects, I guess. Who, I, I still got to think, it's like, why, you know, we know this guy wasn't raised to talk like this, but whatever, we'll play play along. It's, it's, it's 
Sorry, Walkers don't Dungeons like Dragons Renaissance game. Theater. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> who, who does, really? Um, back at the kingdom, Ezekiel asks Morgan to train young Ben in the art of the quarterstaff, which he reluctantly agrees to. Carol is restless, and we're retreated to the Kingdom Tabernacle Choir, singing us some Bob Dylan, and that was pretty awesome and strange. Everyone sings Dylan better than Dylan. Morgan mm-hmm. is training Ben, and Ben is trying to make some small talk, but uh, Morgan's being a little standoffish. Um, Carol starts wheeling herself around and thieving things here or there for her eventual escape. She's playing the mousy housewife and talking to the residents and stealing from them behind their backs. Morgan loans Ben a book, and they are summoned by Ezekiel and told to bring his gun. We find out soon that the pig hunt and slaughter were secret because they are meeting with a group of saviors to pay their tribute to Negan. Richard, one of Ezekiel's crew, gets into a bit of a scuffle with one of the more douchey saviors, and shit gets real for a second, but the king de-escalates things. But not until the savior gets a couple free shots in, and Ezekiel is warned that if he doesn't meet next week's list, Richard will have to be killed. Morgan admits that he knows the saviors and asks the king if he gave him shelter so he can eventually be a soldier for him, something Ezekiel denies. More Ben and Morgan bonding. Poor doomed Ben. We learn a little bit more about his backstory and that he's taking care of his younger brother, I assume it was. Morgan goes to talk to Carol but finds her gone, but apparently decides to respect her decision and doesn't really go searching for her. I don't know if he's the one that, like, put Ezekiel on the trail or not, but she's found uh, later at night by Ezekiel and Jerry stealing some fruit before she leaves. Ezekiel, I mean, seriously, does he has to? Does he have to have someone look for her? I mean, because if you think about it, it's because I really think that the tiger sniffed her out. <laughs> probably, although he wasn't with Jerry and Ezekiel when they when they found her. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> Ezekiel drops his mask finally and his accent and tells uh, Carol that he sees through her and you can't bullshit a bullshitter and explains that uh, he's been doing the same acting because that's what his people needed to do to find hope. He can't talk her out of leaving. He tries the uh, where there's life, there's hope speech, but she's not really buying it yet. But he convinces her to stay close outside the walls in a gated home. Uh, we get Ezekiel's backstory, the real one, and the legend uh, and the legend that has surrounded him. Uh, having a pet tiger apparently holds a lot of sway in the apocalypse, as we've said. He was a zookeeper, apparently. We fin- uh, find out how he saved Shiva and pulled a thorn out of her paw and, and won himself a friend for life and a pretty good bodyguard, too. We end with Morgan escorting her to her ne- new home and uh, them saying their goodbyes. No hug. I was upset there was no hug. Uh, and after Morgan departs and Carol's getting settled in, she gets a visit from the king and Shiva, and the king's wearing a little more informal wear than his usual robes, his robes, and he's bearing sexy fruit. Boom, chicka, wow, wow. So, <laughs> who knows? We got a little possible wasteland romance going on there. What do you think? I think so. <laughs> Absolutely. I I get with that. Sure, Carol's, you know. Nice looking woman and, and a badass ninja killer, so you can't go wrong there. Well, you Romance. could. <laughs> you can, as long as she's not pissed at you, though. Yeah, I mean, I, that's the kind of woman you'd, you'd really want to make go out of your way to keep happy, I would think. And she can fucking cook. <laughs> yeah, and she can cook. Cookies. <laughs> Cookies, yeah, man. but the first time she says, look at the flowers, she's screwed. <laughs> yeah, she brings flowers home, run. But not a lot of real plot movement. Well, I guess there was. Just not a lot happened, except we just get to know this whole new world that we're being introduced to and 
didn't get to see any of our our other crew at all, which you know was sad in a way, but also kind of a relief that we didn't have to go through any more of their anguish. And we got a little lighter episode here, which well, uh, I'm I'm guessing like this is happening at the same time as all their anguish. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would bet. I mean, this uh, is happening while they're driving around. Uh, yeah, doing the uh, the Negan shuffle thinking. there. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, obviously they're going to find out eventually, uh, I'm sure. sure that this community is going to uh, to get with uh, Alexandria and Hilltop somewhere along the line, and obviously they are paying tribute to uh, to the Saviors, which Ezekiel's not telling his people about at all, apparently. So These people, to me, seem as sheltered as the Alexandria people were when the group got there. Yeah, and, and kind of in the same worst way that they don't... Uh, I, I don't think they're quite as sheltered as Alexandria was in that, remember, they, they had pretty much kind of started the apocalypse there because it was this, like, designated right. safe zone almost. So I think Ezekiel's crew, at least, since they're going out and hunting pigs and stuff, and they are killing walkers. and the, Well, in this case, the leadership isn't clueless. Right, yeah, and, yeah, and at but, least his main you, knights on horseback, which is really awesome. I get a nice Planet of the Apes vibe from from that little fight. Yeah, but I've got a question. Since since they're dealing with the, the saviors already, did Negan do his whole routine that he did to Rick and crew? Yeah, I got it. With? So. I would imagine so. Yeah. So so what, are you saying then that, that, that he's broken already? Uh, yeah, in a way. Yeah, or he just realizes the gravity of the situation. He's like, at least for now, I got to play ball until I can fight back. And I think he's being... He's being a hell look of a lot those smarter eyes, than Rick is as far as... Yeah. When you look go. in those eyes, you see a man that is not going to take crap from anyone. Wait, well, but he's biding his time. Yeah. So yes. I, I think he yes. just did a great acting job in front of Negan. Yeah, sure. Uh, I still think we'll, we'll find out somewhere down the line. This isn't like comic knowledge. I don't even remember really his backstory from the comics other than I think he was still a zookeeper. Um, but I think we'll probably find out that maybe Negan took somebody he cared about to drive home the point of must obey. Now, I'm also going to say the kingdom didn't strike first with the saviors like like Alexandria did. Right. They they maybe even got a little more off the hook, you know, maybe with a threat instead of an actual squishing. Uh, but who knows? I'm, I'm sure that'll come to light down the road somewhere. Um, yeah, yeah, because that's going to be really hard to do considering they would have had to separate Ezekiel and his tiger, Shiva. I mean, that's that's no small feat for sure. Yeah, well, maybe that was even a threat. Maybe it was, you know, a bunch of them pointing automatic rifles at the at the cat and being like, "You want your pet?" Uh, <laughs> and do what we say. Uh, I do question the economic wisdom of keeping the tiger, though. Well, he, he even mentions ten men in like, a day. Yeah, he even mentions it to Carol. He's like, "Yeah, he eats the same as ten people, but." It's a tiger. I ain't giving this shit up, man. This is <laughs> <laughs> this is the the best insurance I have for my continued rule of this place. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah. What, Who knows? Maybe feed, maybe feeding Shiva walkers for all we know. You know, there's certainly an abundance of them. Or he may be feeding everyone else tiger steaks <laughs> at some point. Well, better not. Better not touch that kitty. <laughs> But honestly, if you think about this, where in The Walking Dead have you come upon a group 
that has their shit together the way Ezekiel has his shit together. Yeah, not even Alexander is that far along. And it doesn't seem like they're like the governor. They're not like naive, like uh, the place where they lived in Alexandria. Yeah, everybody's I mean, already embraced the apocalypse. Yeah, but I mean, they're leaving from a naive standpoint, like they can't be touched and they feel completely safe. But other than that, it's running like clockwork. There's nothing wrong, it seems, with the whole how it looks. It looks just like clockwork. Everything looks to be going as it should. People are living like it should. I mean, fuck, they're having movie night. Yeah. And, you know, you take Well, it's been like that for... They've been dealing with the saviors from the conversation I got with Ben and Morgan for at least a year. Yeah. So, you know, I guess uh-huh. after, as time goes on, you kind of settle into a routine, I guess. You know, you, you feel safe until you're not. Yeah. My, my prediction is we find out maybe that Ben's dad was... Uh, not killed in the line of Walker duty, but maybe he was the uh, sacrifice to Negan, and that might create some friction down the road or something. Um, who knows? Because you figure that they probably, you know, just like anybody else, they probably encountered... Maybe or maybe he's working for Negan. Yeah, they probably encountered Negan kind of accidentally by running into his people on the road and, and maybe having to defend themselves. And They could have gone through something similar um, to what Rick... And company did, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't think that they deserve it as much as Rick's crew kind of did, because um, they did kill a lot of saviors, kind of unprovoked, but whatever. Because well, that was the deal they made with the hilltop. Yeah, well, yeah, they they backed the wrong horse. Yeah, <laughs> they they should have met up with the kingdom first and backed the tiger. <laughs> Sarah, thoughts? You're either not there anymore or just very silent tonight. I said, I don't know what the hell's going on in the most wonderful way. (laughs) (laughs) I love the fact that Ezekiel called out Carol on her on her Susie Homemaker bullshit. And uh, the fact that he came clean and, 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 you know, you, you can go, but you can not go. Yeah, and giving her her space and exactly what she needed. And I think that was just fabulous that he had that much insight into her character that soon. He's, um... I, I don't wonder why he's the leader. Um, fake stories made up about how he went into the jungle and tamed a tiger notwithstanding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, it's... The the reason he's a leader is... That it, that's a no-brainer. And one of the best lines in a, in a later episode was, you know, when she's because Carol's just at the point where she doesn't want to care about anybody ever, you know, because that makes her a killer. You know, she has to protect the people she cares about, and she asks him why he cares, and he's just, because it makes me feel good, you know, and it comes down to it makes me, it's more him saying it just makes me still feel human, you know, Um, to nurture people instead of just being afraid of them all the time. And uh, that kind of optimism might... You know, if the show's taught us any lesson, that kind of optimism usually ends up in your doom. And hoping not, but <laughs> one of these days somebody's going to be optimistic and actually survive too, and that would be like it might be them. The win of uh, yeah, who knows? If, if anyone's going to do it, it's the guy with a giant tiger. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I was really impressed. I've seen some people griping because that's what us nerds do about, you know, oh, the tiger looks so fake, but I thought they did a hell of a job on it. I mean, I I didn't know how they were going to realize it, but and Talking Dead there gave us kind of the lowdown on it, and it's pretty amazing. Uh, it was digital, right? Digital and practical. I mean, they had like... Oh, a, they're, they're actually, they actually had the real tiger? Yeah, they had like an animatronic uh, tiger head and part of his torso in one scene they were filming, and you know, for close-up shots and stuff, and they they probably CG in the the back end of it. But man, they they did some yeah, there wasn't work. any real live tiger. Yeah, there's no point that no. they're actually no, because no, no. that's what I was thinking when they first announced it. I'm like, how that that's just an unnecessary risk and cost for you know any. Show. Well, they don't have a live tiger because they actually like their casting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good call, <laughs> man. Because uh, no matter how well those things are trained. How good the Wranglers are, shit can happen. And, and Ask sure. Siegfried and Roy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bring in that baby so wouldn't pass until insurance the of, until the end of time. So yeah. they don't want they don't want the tiger eating any of the cast. <laughs> it does. Yeah, you make it a little difficult to renew your insurance for the show. Yeah, that. The, the rates it, go up. It was definitely quite commanding. It was very beautifully done. Striking. This, does accident forgiveness kick in the first time the tiger eats a cast member? I, I suppose you could file it under accident. The first, one, the first one's free. <laughs> is the first one free first without your rates free. going up? <laughs> yeah, but your policy is null and void in the zombie apocalypse. So. Yeah. Oh, well then, shucks. I would think car insurance is, is a pain, too. I don't know. The, the true test is if we ever get to see like Shiva in real action, which why would you have a tiger in a show if it's not going to rip the shit out of someone eventually? Uh, that's when we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I can't if, uh, wait to see that. Yeah, but that's when we'll see if the special effects department is is worth their salt or not. Because uh, it's Lucille. easy to do a, a stationary <laughs> target that moves a little bit, but when you've got it leaping around and eating things, that's that's when it gets expensive. So. No, it'd be like Lucille. Meet Shiva. Shiva, eat Lucille. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I, I can dream, or, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> or eat Negan. So that's yeah, going to be the biggest. Yeah. I don't know if you want to pick the barbed wire out of the tiger's teeth. That's, that's going to be our biggest. Oh, ow. <laughs> that's going to be our biggest. But I, uh, can see, I can see her using her nail to clean out Negan from her teeth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, got a little bit of skull in there. Hold on, let me get that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's going to be a struggle morally uh, in the coming years of this season, and, and who I, you know, hope will kill Negan more. You know, obviously, you know, Maggie's at the top of the list, Sasha's at the top of the list, but, uh, yeah, we'll have to start a running pool eventually to, to see who we vote gets to gets to do the deed on Negan. I wonder how long it's going to take for Rick to meet up and see Carol, Morgan, meet Ezekiel and Shiva and this whole wonderfulness they got going on. <laughs> and how long will it actually last? Yeah. Well, I got to assume we'll be, well, the previews look like we're going to have a Daryl-centric show next week. Yeah, and, yeah. Actually, I think it's going to be a more Dwight-centric episode, and Daryl's going to be a part but of it. Either way, I don't think we're going to see Alexandria next week. Uh, yeah, I don't know, which is weird, because like, the previews for this week was 
almost, you know, there was a lot of Alexander stuff in it, and then they just kind of like, well, nope, that, sorry. That that was actually previews for the season. For, yeah, 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 the season. But. So showing stuff that was going to be going on over the next several weeks. Yeah, but that's but, good, uh, man. Yeah. We, we needed a break from that misery, and uh, <laughs> so we got to meet a whole bunch of new people to be miserable about their deaths. Uh, said, my Deadpool for this crew has got to be the most liked, which is going to be, you know, Jerry, Ezekiel, and Ben. Doomed. Totally doomed. Um, but at least Ezekiel's getting some sexy fruit time in with Carol before that happens. So. You see, no. I don't think you get to do that, Scott. What? You've read the books. You no longer get to say who you think's going to die. That's I, just complete bullshit. <laughs> I'm calling you on it I'm not, right I, now. The, there is no, there's no Jerry in the comics. There's, uh, there is a Ben, I think, but he's such a minor character that I, I don't think he, you ever get to know anything about him. And, now, was there, was there a Jared? You know, the guy that that was getting the free shots on uh, Ezekiel's man. I mean, they never really went into. I, I doubt you ever learned a handful of the Savior's names in the comics, from what I recall. So, Now, I'm going to be very careful about trying not to spoil stuff, Beth. Don't worry. Um, and, and most of it's unknown to me at this point. There's a lot going on that is in the comics, but there's a lot that isn't. Um, and so I, I'm as blind as y'all are for the most part. I know general beats, but I, I, won't, I won't spoil them for you. Okay, I appreciate that. Yeah, so please call much. me out. Tell me to shut up. I, I will probably slip every now and then, and I apologize in advance. But um, I will do my very best not to spoil the comics for people. Um, you know, or we, we might have to have one special show sometime where we talk to a couple of the comic readers and, and discuss the the differences and, and kind of leave people that want to be out of it out of it so i can like get it off my chest someday <laughs> be me me and yeah. well or something <laughs> um but no i'll do my best not to not to spoil anything um as like i said they, they've always kind of that's that's the curse of knowing the comics as well as the advantage is that you know you you expect things <laughs> and then they either happen or they don't and you can either then you have to sit there and be like well I wish they'd done it that way or damn it that was really clever I'm glad they did it that way yeah so. like the whole Glenn thing might as well have left him under the dumpster yeah well <laughs> and that that was so spoiled like in the press when it happened that I didn't feel bad about like talking about that happening in the comics yeah that exactly. was practically headline news um See, we didn't pay attention to any of that, so we really didn't know. But just yeah. watching the way they did the scene, I had pretty much guessed that's what was going on. Beth was totally bought into it. Yeah. Because she was inconsolable when, when, when they had the, the dumpster moment, yeah, you know? Yeah, her and me too. You know, because that's, that's where my curse I'm like, well, no, they're not. There's no way they're going to do it just like they did in the comics. Well, you so. know, I knew they were going <laughs> to kill Glenn this time. Yeah, I mean... It still affected me because he's a character that I care about, but he's not one of the characters I'm, you know, attached to. Uh, don't, touch her, gonna <laughs> oh, don't touch Daryl. Oh, don't touch Daryl. That's that's where it's the Daryl. Now that's, that's where it's interesting because I, I know Daryl's not in the comic. Yeah, that's where they throw you know the comic readers a loop, and and those are the ones you almost expect to to be the next casualty because you know they, they, there's no justification for keeping them alive to keep the the comic story in continuity. 
It'd be so much easier if they just put them in a red shirt and we're done with it. Yeah, it would help. <laughs> we know who to. <laughs> That's why I make up my own red shirts. I'm like Jerry, nice guy, great guy. Ben, you know, salt of the earth. They're done. They got to be done. It's just the logic of the show. You know. Yeah, no. By that logic, though, I, I didn't think Carol would have loaded made it past season two. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, I, I, first. I think there's. I think the producers understand that. If they kill certain characters, the, the show's kind of over. Ah, they, they should free themselves from that. Because if you go by the logic of the show and, and the premise of the show, Daryl probably should have died a long time ago. The, the whole premise is that nobody's safe. Yeah, Daryl and Aaron should have died in the car. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was a pretty tense one, too. Um, I, they had me convinced that they were going in that scene. So, uh, despite... Some of us having foreknowledge, they they definitely they definitely still throw us some curveballs. Um, I I'm really looking forward. I I'm back from saying I'd never watch the show again. You know, I admit, and, <laughs> and I'm very much invested. And that probably is. If I, 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 I I love that you are eating your word. You don't know how much that makes me happy. Only because I remember you saying, I remember you saying how pissed it made you. You were never going to watch it again. If you know, and that was when we were on fear. I remember being really upset about it, and that if they didn't do some spectacular shit, you weren't going to watch it. Well, they did some spectacular shit, and now you're going to keep watching it. They did. I think it's more. I don't. Feels that way. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know if it's more that I was impressed with what they did with last episode because that was that was horrible. And but I I think it's more because I'm a comic reader, and and now I do want to see kind of how it's that double edged sword. Now I want to see how close they stick to it. Um, So yeah, I'm committed. I'm a completist that way. Oh, well, and, and they'll break my heart a hundred different times from now till whenever, I'm sure, you know, and I'll probably go, I'm never watching this again. Um, what <laughs> what kills me is the people though. that are, are going off the rails about like, oh, they finally crossed a line and, you know, now we're definitely not watching this anymore after that brutality. And, and I just feel like slapping them and be I'm like, what show do you think you're watching? <laughs> right. Exactly. Seriously? This is kids the shot, house? kids eaten, you know, uh, women destroyed and raped and just, you know, all kind of manner of horrible things. And this is what's going to get you to quit? Come on. Pregnant <laughs> <laughs> women giving birth to zombies. Wait. Yeah. It's like, come on. This is your line in the sand? Give me a freaking break. You, you, <laughs> Any show that can introduce and give us a guy that you like as much as you do Jerry from the very beginning, you know that they've got lightning in a bottle. Yeah. And I can't wait to see the combination of Jerry and Jesus. You get those two together, yeah. they're going to save the world, man. Yeah. <laughs> I am all for that. Definitely. Yeah. I I just thought that that character was inspired. (laughs) The whole idea of the kingdom is, I I think it's, I think it's what, I I can really see this happening in in the apocalypse. Somebody, you know, being, having to take a larger than life, but benevolent ruler role that's even just so kind of absurd that it works. You know, that, because as I said, you know, all of his subjects, quote unquote, can't be buying that this guy is actually like British for one. And, uh, you know, really talks like this on a completely daily basis. And, and, you know, all these legends that have probably rised up around him 
you know, they probably don't really believe that he wrestled this tiger <laughs> with his bare hands and <laughs> broke no, into the submission. I wonder if that's the kind of thing that just kind of grew up around him. Yeah. And he yeah. just didn't. He yeah, didn't. He, uh, he just didn't correct anybody. It, he, he did nothing to dissuade these stories. Yeah, he's like they he started didn't treating spread me them, like them, but he didn't stop them either. Yeah, started it's, treating it's like, me like royalty, and so I just became royalty. You know, that's what. It's like the are. legend of Tyler Durden. Yeah, in Fight Club, it just yeah. it just grows up around him, and you know, it's it's it infectious. Oh Jesus! What if Ezekiel actually is the tiger? That could happen. Spoilers. We, we, we saw that in Life of Pi. We saw that in Life of Pi. Okay. <laughs> See, now I haven't watched that movie. You just spoiled that for me, man. You can only watch it oh. once. <laughs> I guess so. No, no, no. It's a great movie, but you can only watch it, it once. It was not the Life of Pi. Yeah. That Life is of- that. No. Yeah, the guy in the boat. The only thing I know of the Life of Pi is the screenshot of the guy in the robot with it, or the guy in the rowboat with a tiger. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's directed by Ang Lee, who is one of my favorites. So, I will no, still I'm stand still by the first guy, movie. right? Along with the tiger, but that wasn't who. I mean, he's not the tiger. Yeah. That's not what he is. Just I don't know. When you guys, you know, started talking about this guy who's going to show up with a tiger, I pictured, a, you know, some guy with a Hobbs doll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that, that was funny. Him talking to yeah. What do, you, what, do you, what do you mean, tiger? What? <laughs> yeah, tiger. <laughs> That's all I could think about when he made that guest wear the freaking tiger seat through half the show on Talking Dead the other night. That was just hilarious. <laughs> that was funny. I enjoyed that. Lick a paw, lick a paw. <laughs> Clean himself, but he didn't do that really. So everyone on board for uh, for that death pool, you know, Ben and Jerry probably doomed eventually. Um, ben and Jerry's, that's good ice cream. Yeah, yes, I know, I like is. my Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> And good Walker food too. I, I suspect mm. we might find out. Uh, no, well, hopefully... that takes chubby hubby to a whole other level, doesn't it? <laughs> well, hopefully, I don't, think, uh... I, I don't think Ben is going to be Walker food that quickly. It seems like there, there's some story there for him. I hope not. Well, he... they need somebody to do the one-liners now. That yeah, yeah. I, I can't and, even and... say it. <laughs> now well, that very, he's gone. <laughs> I very much see him, and uh, you know, it's it's going to be intriguing i see them obviously building a father-son type relationship between him and morgan which will be which obviously that's understandable that morgan is going to be standoffish for that the way he lost his son but i think he's gonna he's gonna crack and and that's going to be a great relationship it already is i just love it you know he wanted to borrow his book and um asking him questions and and gave him you know didn't spoil the uh, air conditioning manual for him that was very cool you ben (laughs) Um. <laughs> I peaked at the end. Freon did it. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, really yeah, there's some storyline there revolving Ben and his father. Yeah, I said that's still my immediate prediction. Nothing from the comics. I swear that Ben's father was uh, a victim of Negan's. That's that's just my prediction on the record here. But man, yeah, nice nice little break from from the misery, which means we'll probably directly go back to misery next week. <laughs> so yeah, well, Daryl looks pretty miserable in those previews. Episodes. He does, and enjoy the respite while it lasts, kids, because it ain't gonna last long. Um, yep. Yeah. No, that was that was a fun episode. I mean, enjoyable episode. You you got a breath of fresh air, and you didn't feel the the super tension that we've been feeling for quite a while. I mean, they kept us on I the think- edge of our seats for months. I think after the super tension we had last week, we kind of needed an episode like this to uh, yeah, take a breath, kind of unwind. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, they usually do that for us. That's kind of the theme of Walking Dead. They give you something really heavy, and then then it's all flowers the next time. Oh, wait, not those flowers. Flowers are bad. (laughs) Flowers bad. This week was all apples. All apples and pomegranates. There you go. Carol with flowers. Apples and pomegranates. Have you guys ever had a pomegranate? I don't. Th- I think yes. I might have tried one. My mom's always trying to push them on me. I now, just now never Beth really loves got them. Into them. Yeah. Beth loves them, and when she was, uh, you know, disabled, uh, I you would know, sit there and, and you know, every night I'd fix her up a pomegranate, and it's it, it's a labor of love. You've got to sit there and take it apart, take each uh, individual bit out. I don't know what you call them. The little uh, pods or whatever, Slinger, of, yeah, yeah, the bits of fruit out of it. Yeah. But I it's, like it's any, I don't like any food that requires a demolitions permit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it it does it it does take a you know a little patience to to really pull it apart and eat it, and all the rest of the stuff is kind of bitter, isn't it? It's sweet and bitter. Yeah, it's delicious. Believe so it's that was to be... that was a very apt uh, yeah. bit of fruit to use as an example. I believe it's supposed to be one of them. They're aphrodisiac foods too, so it's it's no wonder that uh, that uh, Ezekiel tries to push them on the ladies of his court. <laughs> why do you think I? Well, uh, I don't know exactly. that <laughs> You're a smart man, Brian. That's why we. That's why we're friends. Yes. <laughs> You're giving but. away all our secrets, man. <laughs> but just really great to see. Uh, I, and they're still showing you that there's a walker threat, too, which I think is cool. Some of the criticisms I've seen from people is be like, oh, this is just going to go into people versus people. You know, I'm not even going to watch and watch anymore. And not a huge spoiler from the comics, but that is kind of what it's moving towards. It's moving towards building, rebuilding the civilization. And uh, Well, aren't the walkers... If they're decomposing, aren't they kind of going to fall apart eventually? You would think many would, but there's still going to be a steady supply of, of people dying in general that you know are going to die out there on their own, and no one's going to be able to put them down. So that's how yeah, they kind of get around that. But yeah, like the original walkers from two years ago are probably you know all you got to figure piles of mush by now. I would think eighty or ninety percent of the world's population died as part of the the walker. Yeah. virus spreading and everything right. and you're just dealing with the last little bit and there's very little population growth if any at all it's more likely it's shrinking yeah. faster than 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 children are being born and then um yeah what you're saying is that the, the decompos- decomposition should be happening but i think that whatever it is that keeps the walkers alive is making that decomposition happen a little slower than it should right. yeah atomic science you know Yes, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give that one up completely to comic science. Yeah. Um, the thing is, though, this show is shown has kind of pointed toward the day one that walkers are part of the setting, that the people have always been the threat. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, walkers, yeah. Yeah. walkers really haven't been haven't been the threat since what season two. Right, but you are going to lose some people if you take them completely out of the equation. Uh, I yes, mean, yes, you, know, you are, but. Less but they're still a threat, but they're that, not either. But what you're right. seeing, though, with with um, the saviors and with the kingdom, and to a lesser extent with Rick and Alexandria, is that you're seeing that the world is breaking up into like the Mongol hordes or warlords yeah. that ruled the large expanses of land, 
And that's, I mean, I mean, that's just a natural progression of things that you're going to get these communities and you're going to have that strong, powerful leader at the top that rules with an iron hand that the people either love or fear. And yeah. yeah and, and so, I mean, but you, you're, you're going to see that as you go across the country, you're going to have different enigmatic characters like, you know, the governor or Negan or Ezekiel and, you know, Rick should be wearing the sheriff's outfit completely yeah. Yeah. if he wants to be that kind of thing. But he's gotten away from that. Yeah. But they also kind of did address the kind of the lessons Walker threats in this episode where the guy mentioned that, you know, if you drop a pin in the city, they're all over you. But they're fewer and further between in the woods. Yeah. yeah. So the main Walker threat is still concentrated in the cities where we really haven't been. It's, yeah. Do we even know exactly? We don't even really know where the kingdom is placed compared. I mean, Alexandria is they're like in Virginia now, right? Well, yeah, they get that far away from each other. What city was that that they that they were close to though? Yeah, I wonder. Well, they, something... Washington, they were close to Washington. Well, no, with the pigs. Oh, I don't know what city they, that they got. Was. They got close to a city. I, I don't know what city it was. Yeah. Well, I'm they, assuming, yeah, they went, they I'm assuming they're in Virginia somewhere. Right, because I mean, they went to D.C., but then they kind of moved back. Um, well, they um, saw D.C. on the way to Alexandria. Yeah, and then, um, well, the hospital was right in Atlanta, I thought, wasn't it, when they they did that whole it, drill? Yeah, then I believe after the hospital, after Beth died, they started going north. Yeah. And that's where they encountered Aaron. Right, so I'm thinking, like, yeah, I thought like, Alexandria was in Virginia, so they're probably still in Virginia. It's just near Isn't uh, there a city in, in Virginia called Alexandria? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so. So that, that's probably not Alexandria, Virginia. I mean that 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 was a community called Alexandria, but it wasn't really right. a city or town. It was just a development that had the same name. I don't think that it would be in, even in the same state um, as Virginia if it was, you know, called Alexandria. Yeah, I guess every big city is just called Zombie Town now at right. this point, anyways. <laughs> the, the actual political boundaries at this point are a little irrelevant. Although I'm, ge- I'm guessing that they can't have that much mobility. So I'm guessing they're all somewhere in that Virginia, West Virginia, yeah. North Carolina area. I mean, they can't have that much gas. Yeah. Well, and that's that's the other question. Where where are they going to be getting gas from now? Yeah, I've started to wonder that already. Well, the, the the problem is, you know, the, the the way gasoline is made with using ethanol, that nobody should be driving around regular gas vehicles as it is because yeah. the, the ethanol is basically going to eat up all the rubber parts and everything on them. Uh, any of those cars with ethanol are going to be undrivable at this point. Only yeah. diesel vehicles would be, uh, you know, viable vehicles at this point. At least that's the way it should be, you know, after two years. And luckily, as long as you have enough food, horses are always viable vehicles. So I think we're actually seeing the start of that conversation, right. too, that, you know, that they aren't tooling around in pickup trucks to do their little runs. They're on horseback. And- right, but that, that's the kingdom. Alexandria is still driving around pretty freely. Right, right. So I don't think it's necessarily out of some adherence to we got to all play, you know, medieval times when we're around here. I think it's more practicality than that. So Mm. that you would you'd want to at least do it more sparingly. I think people like the saviors are just going to, you know, use stuff recklessly because they just know they can go out and grab more of it. You know, they're just in complete, you know, pillage mode. So. So why not drive where you want to go? <laughs> it's easier to pillage with a combustible engine, combustion engine. I don't know. Don't know. All right. Anyone else? So what's 
Got anything else? Go ahead, Brian. No, I'm just saying, what's next? I, I just, uh, poor Daryl being, uh, yeah, we might need to give Beth a little time after next week. I don't know what's <laughs> going to happen, but I don't think he's going to have a have a fun episode. Uh, I suspect there'll be some torture and pain. And uh, Well, we're not recording right after, so I, I yeah. hopefully will be okay. <laughs> I may never be okay to talk about it, but, you know, we'll try to. Keep it like it is today. I hate to be grim, but I, I don't have high hopes for Daryl's survival. Um, uh, yeah, I think if they kill Daryl, they're going to lose a lot of women watchers. Yeah, uh, maybe. I don't. I don't think they're they're still like getting. Even with all the fuckery they pulled last season, they're still getting amazing ratings, you know? I think they're doing so, better, aren't they? Yeah. No, they, they, they had good ratings uh, for the premiere, but they said they were, they were no near, nowhere near as good as they've been in past seasons. So they yeah. lost some viewers. <laughs> and Did you guys just, catch... I'm sorry, you, you finished, Brian. Well, it, it could simply be that, you know, the as I have alluded to in the past, that the Glenn moment of the dumpster was with the moment where they jumped the shark. Yeah, and people see it as that, and so people are just kind of walking away from the show. Yeah, yeah. But from what I heard last week's had the best number since the season five premiere. Hmm. And what was that? Was that the Terminus season? Maybe that was the Escape from Terminus. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. I enjoyed that one. <laughs> so, did you guys catch that woman that was making the rounds after? The premiere episode, she's a, the head of some parents' television kind of group. And she said that because in the previous, epi- you know, the previous seasons of, of Walking Dead, it was people killing zombies and zombies killing people. And said, yeah, this is Negan, this is people <laughs> against people. It took it way too far. And it's not just bad enough that people should turn the channel the fact is that this offended her so much that she doesn't want anybody to be able to watch it and wants it completely off the air. Oh, of course. There's always fucking people like that. That's anything. All man. that's going to do is make people want to watch the show yeah, more. Yeah, they, they have Pretty much. Exactly. Yeah, Someone says, you can't do this. Oh, damn right, I'm going to do exactly. it. Exactly. It always works. I, I It astounds yes. me that they haven't learned that lesson yet because it's inevitable well, Kevin Smith, you know, he says Dogma, his movie Dogma, never would have done as well if he hadn't gotten, you know, um, death threats from the Catholic Church, basically. He's like, that was my best promotion, you know, ever. <laughs> I loved that movie. Yeah, yes. So. And, and the people that, you know, protest these things usually just do it on hearsay from other people. And, and haven't even watched the property themselves. You know, granted, there's not a lot of, you know, uh, no way to rosy up what happened in the last episode. But, yeah, it's been, there have been people killing people all through this season. Well, all through the, this, she this was this complaining series. that the children should not be exposed to this. Well, I'm sorry. The children, but it's DVMA, the children shouldn't be watching it. If you're right. letting your child watch this, that's a whole nother issue in your parenting abilities. Right. Well, I mean, that's it's their on thing. It's after like, you should have the little ones in bed, and there is a knob right. on the TV for a reason. Change right. the effing channel. One of yeah. the reasons it took me this long to watch the whole show is that I wouldn't watch it while Haley was awake. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's called personal responsibility, kids. Responsible uh... <laughs> parents record it and watch it later. Right. Or send right. the children then, to another room. 
And remember, this is this is cable programming. This is not, you know, regular broadcast TV prime time stuff. So mm-hmm. number one, you've got to pay for the service to get to get this show. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's the parents' choice whether or not they're going to have the show on in the first place. And then, yeah, it's, not, it's it, not a premium channel, though. right? Right, but so, they, they could, according to FCC rules, they could be doing even more than they do. I mean, they right, could. exactly. They, yeah, there are no rules for right. no anything other than the broadcast channels. And if they're going to sit there and start complaining about anything, I'll, I'll tell you, it, it's been in the last couple of weeks. I've noticed on primetime TV, they're advertising for other shows coming up, and even the commercials show people humping. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. There is you know, a lady I mean, that was that in, a, <laughs> in a commercial. There is a lady in a closet making out with this guy, and all she had literally was a tie over her breast, over yeah, her so... nipple area. But you could see the rest. Yeah. You on. just couldn't see her nipple. Remember when we were kids and the Cross Your Heart and that's on primetime TV. Yeah. Remember the Crosby Rock commercial when we were when we were younger? Yeah, could only just, be showed on a mannequin, on. and that mannequin yeah. had to be wearing a shirt. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't, can't and the, now the Victoria's the, Secret broadcast is the most watched, most paid for thing ever. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I can't let the young girls know they might have boobs someday. Yeah, Used no. to be able to only show a bra on a mannequin. Yeah. And then they jumped. Then they jumped completely, and they put it on over the woman's turtleneck on her. Yeah. That was Ooh, scandalous. Geez, tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? It propelled me into puberty. Are you kidding? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Jane Russell. That, day, right? <laughs> that and was Sears it, what, catalogs. Wasn't Jane Russell one of the first ones? Yes. Yep. As I said, he made me kill, feel kind of funny, like when you're climbing gym rope and climbing rope in gym class. <laughs> I can't say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it's these people always come out of the woodwork, and you know, and usually they're same people that that watch, you know, will watch soap operas all day with all manner of scandalous shit going on in them. Right. So it's it's you, you take it for what it is, which is just ludicrous. And just like, go get a life. Why don't you go protest a freaking war or something? Come on, you know, something that actually is helping to decline civilization. You know, and, and they kept saying about how much gore there was in that premiere, but did I sleep through it? I mean, it just seemed more psychological torture to me than yeah, out, yeah. Out war. I mean, yeah, I'm, no, I didn't see anything in that episode that was any worse than, say, Noah's death. Well, that's what people... People freaked right out, you know, or the same. That was death was horrific. That was yes. bad, yeah. <laughs> so was the kid, you know, in Alexandria. That was pretty bad too. But even oh, that uh, could have been worse. Yeah. But I mean, people freaked out about uh, the Game of Thrones episode where Sansa was raped, you know, and it just lost their minds. All the same groups, and it's just like, did you watch it? Because technically, they didn't show any of the freaking rape. You know, no, they didn't. Yes, it happened. You saw it all through Theon's eyes. Yeah, it was a horrible scene, horrible that it happened to her. But it wasn't gratuitous. You know, it, it wasn't. They they respected not showing the actress go through that. You know, exactly. But I, I swear, these people make up worse shit in their minds than actually happens on screen, and then they feel like they need to save someone's soul over it. You know, thanks, but no, I'll take care of my own soul. Thank you very kindly. Uh, yeah, always happens, and 
as you said, it probably boosts ratings, if anything else. You know, there'll be at least one person that'd be like, oh, someone really doesn't like this show. I should start watching it. So well done, folks. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be yeah. giving us lots more uh, cringeworthy and activism worthy uh, events to come. And and from what we've seen, the ratings are still there. They're about. I'm looking at some of the ratings now. About for this last episode, twelve point four six million, down from seventeen point oh three on the premieres. Yeah, I thought the premiere was about eighteen, but okay, seventeen. Yeah. That this, works. This too. says seventeen. What's a so, million between friends? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. But still, that twelve point four six. That's right, right around the average for last year. Yeah, so I mean, no one's you know, and that's obviously going to there. You know, a significant amount of people that probably maybe did leave after that, but nothing that's going to make them end the show anytime soon. Yeah. No, I mean we've talked about this before. This many viewers on a cable channel is amazing. Yeah, so they're not going to stop. That, that's my argument. Whenever I get into it with one of these people, they're outraged. It's like, look, you know, you can. Blow about it on the internet all you want, but um, you know the only way you're really going to change shit is talk 10 million people into stop watching it, which you're not going to do, or go start your own cable channel and make programming that doesn't do that. That's these are right. your two options. <laughs> Other than that, you're just I mean, blowing hot air. <laughs> I mean, we talk about AMC and all the great shows they've had, but even Breaking Bad was only pulling in about three million viewers. Mm-hmm. So this wow, even now is doing yeah. four times. Uh, as many. But Breaking Breaking Bad, even when it was on air, was doing well. But right. almost when it's over, people really start hearing about it. And they're yeah. like, oh, my God, there's this great show called Breaking Bad. Right. I'm like, dude, I've been watching it since it began airing. <laughs> that's old news. It's almost over. Yeah, yeah well, that's. I don't think I got into it until, like, the third season. You know, and I went back and binge-watched the first two and... You know, because I'd heard it word of mouth and stuff, but yeah, that's what I did. I, I actually yeah. didn't catch it till it was over. I waited until Netflix had the whole series and then just went. That's the way to do it because those last two seasons were hellish. They right. took a like year long break between the first half of the last season and the second, and I was ready to kill somebody. <laughs> that's why I'm kind of getting to the point with this. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing it weekly, but it's like mm. I can see where people have problems watching this show weekly. They, they have to learn at some point. I wish they'd learn how to do A, a B, and C plots. Yeah. yeah, because you know, three weeks is a long time to go without seeing certain characters. Yeah, yeah, and they they don't do it quite as deftly as some shows do, and some shows do it too much. I, I think it was a couple of the Walking or Fear the Walking Dead shows that I I described as like a tennis match that it was just too little. You know, you literally get like a twenty second scene with one group and then zip over to the other for right. ten minutes, and it's like, why'd you even put that there? You know, you could have just kind of tacked that on to the other 20-second scene you're going to show of them that's completely concurrent, and it would have flowed better. But I don't get to make those decisions. So. Well, from what I've seen, this is a Gimple thing, because this started with season four, and that's when Gimple came yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm a huge fan of the way he's run things, but I'm still watching. So right. He seems like a true fan and a true geek, so right. I mean, I kind of give him a lot of points for that. Um but, uh, yeah, I think he's made some shoddy editorial decisions in the past. But uh, excited to see more of the... Just give me the kingdom for, like, the rest of the season. I don't care. I just want to be in that happy place till they break my heart again. <laughs> <laughs> but I know they won't. 
They'll break something. Yeah. yeah. Rule number two, nowhere is safe. Nowhere is safe. No one is safe. Um, Rule number four, stop forgetting rule number two. That's why (laughs) I almost say that Daryl has got to be the the next major guy to go. I'm sorry about that, Beth, but it's got to be coming because it's... He's the sacred cow, and that's what this show has got to do: is kill the sacred cow. Eventually, I think Rick. I think Rick, Rick. I think Rick has to go eventually. That would know. be Rick. Yeah, I don't Not know. Not Carol, but Rick. <laughs> well, you live in, in whatever reality you want, Beth. It's okay. <laughs> but, I reject your reality and substitute my own. Yes. No, I think that would be a, a bolder move, even. Well, I mean, know. I've heard that Kirkman has said that this is really Coral story. Yeah. Which, That's right. So, so event, eventually, Rick has to give way to Coral. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, Rick Rick is as much... Maybe happens. that's going to happen now. I don't know. That happened when he, Carl said to take his arm. Yeah. Kinda. That right there was the passing of the torch right there. With yeah. Him. As yeah, Superman, really or as Marlon Brando would like to say, the father becomes the son, the son becomes the father. Yeah. Well, we I, don't know I, that's going to happen yet. We're still kind of hanging on that. No, I think we're, we're going to get the Maggie... Tatorship for a while, I think. I think she's going to come to prominence and and decide to do what Rick is too broken to do at this point. So, Taters? What's Taters, Precious? <laughs> well, really, when you think about it, Maggie is kind of what precipitated all this. She made the deal with the Hilltop. Yeah. To clean out right. the saviors. Good point, Mike, yeah. So, I really think a lot of this is on Maggie. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's kind of like on Hilltop here because they didn't give them enough information. They yeah, I would like to see them come the real back numbers. and be like, uh, yeah. do you have any idea these guys actually had a freaking army? Uh, you sent like 10 of us to go kill them? That was not cool. So, yeah, we either may find out that uh, Hilltop did that intentionally to take out some competition or they just were ignorant. Cause I want to believe that Jesus didn't know. You know how many people the saviors actually had, but he seems to be. Well, I think that they're things. only. <laughs> I think that they only deal with a certain amount of right. Right. Uh, the saviors, and as Ezekiel, well as so. does Ezekiel's group, only yeah. deals with a certain amount of them. Right. And the if you don't, whole hand. But I'm sorry. Threat, what? But for the threat to remain, the saviors valid. want to show their whole hand how many people they have. But they have yeah. to show enough of it to be taken seriously. They have to right. do a Negan beating, or even but if it's they just only Negan... did that to Rick's group. They did, they I have thought, that, no. not done that well, to everybody's I mean, group. Oh, I Rick's group has used a rocket launcher on them. Yeah, no, uh, I think they have done <laughs> yeah. that to every group in some way. Maybe not the full bat treatment, but I think they they go and kill one person at least. They sent them. some. They sent somebody from Hilltop to kill somebody in Hilltop. Yeah, to kill his brother or something like that. So. Yeah, and they even said in the one of the earliest meetings, um, you know, it's like we usually kill someone right off the bat, you know, when we do these things. Um, so yeah, I think that that's the you know the key of terrorism. You know, the saviors are essentially ISIS. <laughs> you know that they'll. Do right, any... and didn't Negan say to Rick that if they don't have the supplies, they'll either kill somebody or send Daryl to do it? Yeah, yeah, or send Daryl back in pieces or something. Like that. Yeah, that's what that's what they said. Or better yeah. yet, send Daryl to Rick and have him rip off pieces. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. Yeah. So yeah, they the terror is their weapon, but I can't believe that they just, you know, a group of five of them kills one person and that scares people for life. They they have to have shown some kind of major 
force to let people know that they're not just dealing with a small group of thugs or people behind walls and be like, fuck you, you know, I'm not giving you half my shit, but they must have rolled up, you know, one of the governor's tanks or something to the wall at one point and been like, this is what you're dealing with, kids, you know, play ball or not. We shall see. I don't know. It's going to be a fun ride. So what do we got? Just uh, season two, 14 to go. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have to wait. Yeah, I'm not liking this. Uh, well, actually, I don't know if we're going to get there, guys, because the Cubs are leading three to one. <gasps> really? Yes. And if uh, whoever wins this game wins the World Series, if the Cubs win, got to say, that's the end of the world. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, we've got... There's a lot going on right now that shouldn't be going on right now. We're just looking at the dumb of the rock is still standing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the 25th uh, chapter of Revelations. Thou shall know the end times are here when Chicago wins the World Series again. Right. To that effect. Thanks again, kids. It's your Fear the Walking Dead cast, and we will be back with you next week. Well, it ain't no use sitting and wonder why, baby Even you don't know by now And it ain't no use to sit and wonder why, baby It'll never do somehow When your rooster crows at the break of dawn Look out your window and I'll be gone You're the reason I'm traveling on But don't think twice, it's all right Ain't it ain't no use in turning on your light, babe The light I never knowed and it ain't no use in turning on your light, babe I'm on the dark side of the road But I wish there was something you would do or say To try and make me change my mind and stay But we never did too much talking anyway But don't think twice, it's alright Calling out my name, gal Like you never done before And it ain't no use in calling out my name, gal I can't hear you anymore I'm a-thinking and a-wondering Walking down the road I once loved a woman A child, I am told I give her my heart But she wanted my soul Don't think twice, it's all right So long, honey, baby Where I'm bound, I can't tell Goodbye is too good a word, baby so I just say fairly well I ain't saying you treated me unkind You could have done better but I don't mind 
You just kind of wasted my precious time But don't think twice, it's all right You've been listening to Fear the Walking Deadcast on the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. Email us at weeklyheroics at yahoo.com. Don't forget, if you shop Amazon, please make your purchases from our main webpage at twotruefreaks.com. <laughs>